today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. My expectations are from Him. Now, if my expectations are for Him, that also means because He and His Word are one and the same, my expectations come from the Word. Amen? There, there's two ways that expectations come to me. My intimate fellowship with Him and my intimate fellowship with His Word. Highest expectations. I am a man of high expectations. I have high expectations. And I can say this, God has never disappointed me. In fact, most of the time, He has done it in a greater way than how I expected it. But that's God. Paul says in Ephesians 3.20, Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundant above all that we can ask or think. Another translation adds, <clears throat> all that we dare ask or think or hope or expect. He is capable and able to do all that we are capable of expecting, praise God. So it shouldn't surprise us if what we expected, God does it even better than that. Can you say amen? amen. I could stand here all day and not completely cover all of the expectations that God has fulfilled in my life. And because of that, it's caused me to become a man of high expectations. I'm always expecting God to do something. Not only that, I'm always expecting Him to surprise me in how He goes about doing it. He's the God of surprises. Can you say amen? amen. And so I want to encourage you to listen to the instructions once again that He gave us in order for this to be fulfilled. Progressing, advancing, promotion, highest expectations being fulfilled. Remember the instructions. And, and remember I said to you, when the Lord said this to me in the early part of October, He said it with, with some force. And it sounded like to me He was very serious about it. I, I, I think we could compare it to Paul saying, the Holy Spirit speaketh expressly. So it's a note of seriousness. And he said, tell the people that if they want to experience progression, advancement, promotion, their highest expectations to be fulfilled, then number one, stay in faith. Stay in faith. Look at your neighbor and say, stay in faith. Stay in faith. Now that, that shouldn't be something that we should, you know, tell Christians but we do need to say it from time to time because some people let go of their faith. And the Bible says in Paul's writings to Timothy that when you let go of your faith, you end up shipwrecked. Or as another translation says, you make a thorough mess of your life. Amen? So we don't want that happening to us. And if it's happened to you before, uh, don't let it happen again. So stay in faith. Don't allow your faith to become inactive, as Jesus said to Simon one time. Don't let your faith become inactive. Stay, in your, stay on faith, always believing God, never relaxing your faith. Amen? You know, sometimes we feel like taking a spiritual vacation, particularly when you've been under a lot of pressure, particularly when it looks like, you know, everything 
uh, around you has fallen apart. You've had to stand and you, and you did your best to do that. You asked the Lord, what I do now? And he said, stand some more. Sometimes you want to say, is anybody else up there? I'd like a second opinion. I've been standing. Well, if you've been standing, then your scripture will just keep standing. Well, how long? Until you don't have to stand anymore. Well, how long does it take for you not have to stand anymore? Until it happens. Well, when's it happen? When you don't have to stand anymore. Well, how long does it take to not stand anymore? When it happens. Well, when will it happen? When you don't have to stand anymore. See, there's no in between there. Did you notice it's having done all to stand, Ephesians chapter six, having done all to stand, stand. You can't squeeze anything between stand, stand. So that means stand. Look at your neighbor and say, did you get it? Amen. Having done all to stand, stand. Hallelujah. And if you're willing to do that, like Brother Hagin used to say, if you're prepared to stand forever, then it won't take very long. But most Christians are prepared to stand until dark. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to play anymore. No, you can't have that attitude. As you've heard me say before, uh, there have been a few things in my 54 years of living by faith that came immediately. I mean, almost before I could get the amen out of my mouth, it happened. But that's not the norm. Most of the time I've had to stand. And sometimes I stood for weeks. Sometimes I stood for months. Sometimes I stood for years. There have been some occasions where I stood for 20 years before it came to pass. But it came to pass, hallelujah. And when it did come to pass, it turned out to be right on time. Amen. So uh, I made the decision 1969 when the Lord said to me, <clears throat> as I read uh, the scripture, uh, if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples indeed. You'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. And the Lord said to me that, that morning, continuing is the missing ingredient in your life. You've always been a good starter. You've never been a good finisher. And that was true. I mean, I didn't, I didn't attempt to argue with him. I knew exactly what he was talking about because I was always a good starter, but I wasn't good at, at, at finishing. You know, I was, I was, I'd get inspired. Anybody ever been inspired? You know, I remember, you know, now to appreciate this story, you have to understand I haven't be, always been the big hunk of a man I am today. <laughs> I used to be little, okay? <laughs> I was privileged to mentor Dennis Tenorino who was a former Mr. Universe. He would travel with me and we would work out together. And just looking at it, he, he gave me a picture when he was competing against Arnold Schwarzenegger. I have it. I have it on my phone. I could show it to you, but I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> this man was like this, 22 and a half inch biceps. That's bigger than my thighs. And he's posing, you know, in a, in, a, in a competition for Mr. Universe. And this is the picture he gave me to put on my wall in my gym at home for inspiration. <laughs> and I put it on there. I've got a bit I made, you know, after, you know, the uh, phones came in, iPhones came in. I took a picture of that picture so I could have it on my iPhone, you know. And... Uh, so anyway, he put it in my gym. He came 
and, and g developed a program for me that I could do at home and I could do on the road in the room. And most hotels have gyms, you know, small gyms. And it was something you could do even while you're traveling. And he traveled with me and made sure I, I did it correctly and so forth. And it was wonderful. I was inspired. I loved working out with him. And then he went home. And inspiration went with him. <laughs> I saw my inspiration leave on American Airlines headed for Los Angeles, California. So you can be inspired, but inspiration is kind of like a, a stove that won't work. You know, you, you know it's capable of cooking, but if it won't work, you're not going to get any fire out of it or electricity out of it, and it won't get the end result. Well, inspiration is like that. We know it works, but you have to hold on to it. Amen. So that's what staying in faith is all about. And then number two, he said, remain focused on the promises of God. Remain focused on the promises of God. Everybody's focused on something. You're focused on something all the time. It's either what the media is saying, or it's what unbelievers are saying, or it's what unbelieving believers are saying, or it's what the Word of God is saying. Solomon said in the book of Proverbs, uh, let your eyes look right on, amen, speaking about his, God's Word, and, and we learn that the eyes and the ears are gateways to the heart. What you see with your eyes, what you hear with your ears gets in your heart. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what you see, what you hear, you're going to start talking. And there's power in words. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Amen. This is all basic faith 101. Okay. So uh, you need to be focused on what the word says. Then number three, don't allow anything that's happening in the world around you to distract you. Don't allow anything that is happening in the world around you to distract you. Distractions are Satan's way of stealing the word out of your heart. And if he can steal the word out of your heart, he can cause your faith to become inactive. So it's very, very important that we not allow ourselves to become distracted with what's happening in the world. Now, <clears throat> if we do these things, then God's promise to us is we'll experience progression, advancement, promotion, and our highest expectations will be fulfilled. Hallelujah. And we're talking about in the year 2024. So I said, what if the Lord comes back in 2024? Then I'll be able to say my highest expectation was fulfilled. Amen. Either way, I win. Either way, you win. Hallelujah. And the Bible did say, remember Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, shall he find faith in the earth? So that's what he's going to be looking for in you and me is we're going to be exercising our faith. And I plan to be believing God for the greatest thing I've ever believed him for in all my years of walking with him. He's going to find me in faith. Hallelujah. In fact, on the way up, I'll say, hold on just a minute, Lord. That was about to manifest. Okay, we can go now. <laughs> now, I probably won't be interested in that anymore. I, I'll be so excited about the rapture. Hallelujah. Amen. And I don't know what your plans are, but I'm going out on the first load. Hallelujah. 
Some people believe they're going to go out mid-tribulation, post-tribulation. I just tell people, I won't argue with them. I don't get in debates with them. You're going to get what you believe for. I'm going to get what I believe for. I'm going out on the first load. And while I'm, while I'm enjoying heaven, if you want to stay here at mid-tribulation, you can have my car, you can have my house, you can have everything I own, but I'm coming back in seven years to get it back, so take care of it. Okay? <laughs> By the way, during the millennium, I will be the governor of the Hawaiian Islands. <laughs> Amen. And if you've never been there, I invite you to come while I'm governor. I'll show you a good time. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right. Praise the Lord. You have your Bibles there? Now, very familiar scripture. We've all heard it before. I've preached it. Justin's preached it. Jerry Ann's preached it. Carolyn's preached it. Carla's preached it. You've read it numerous times, but we're going to read it again. Jeremiah chapter 29, talking about highest expectations. Verse 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. To give you an expected end. To give you the end you're expecting. Amen? To give you the end that you are expecting. Now, the message translation says this. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned plans to take care of you, and plans to give you the future you hope for. Hallelujah. Well, we can just relax. God's got it all worked out, not relax our faith, but we don't have to try to make it happen ourselves. Amen. God's got it all worked out. We just stay in faith, continue to trust him. Don't allow anything to distract us. And God says, I will give you the future that you hope for. Now, I don't know what that scripture does for you, but it causes me to have high expectations for my future. Hallelujah. And I won't let anybody talk me out of it. I've had the best try to talk me out of it, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not moved by what they say. I'm moved by what God says. <clears throat> and I've got my faith firmly planted in what the word of God says about my future. Yeah. Amen. If you remember, once again, the Spirit of God said to us that 2024 will be a year of progression, advancement, and promotion, and our highest expectations being fulfilled. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I want to read it from... Uh, the King James, and then from the message translation, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, based on what we read on Jeremiah 29, or from Jeremiah 29, 11, about God is, is, is planning to give us an expected end. He has plans to give us hope for our future. Based on that, let me read how the message translation translates it. Verse 58. With all this going for us, my dear, dear friends, stand your ground. 
with all this going for us, what, what are we talking about? What is all this going for us? The promise of God. With all this going for us, my dear friends, stand your ground. What does that mean? Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Remember Jesus said in the parable of the sower sows the word in Mark chapter four, that once the word is sown in a man's heart, a person's heart, Satan comes immediately to steal it. So, you know, and, and, and how he steals it is not just only through ungodly people. There are some Christians that yield themselves to be his vessel. They probably don't mean to. If they knew they were doing it, they probably would refuse to do it. But a lot of Christians, I mean, I, I very seldom have a believer, I mean, an unbeliever tell me, uh, Brother Jerry, it's not likely that that word will come to pass, progressing, advancing. No, it's unbelieving Christians. Amen? And that, that shouldn't even be voiced in the same sentence. Unbelieving Christian? I thought Christians are believers. Well, I'm talking about in the, in the full meaning and the sense of the word believe, okay? But some Christians don't believe. Some, some Christians believe the wrong things. That's a better way of saying it, okay? So even close friends who are Christians who don't walk in the same precious faith that you do, don't let them talk you out of it. Amen. Amen. Like you've heard me talk about that when Terry's fingers were cut off, when we were just young in the Lord, and when Carol and I were believing for a miracle, God to restore those fingers, it wasn't worldly people as much as Christians trying to talk us out of it. And they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't really mean to do that. They were sincere people. They loved God. They thought they were, you know, they were trying to, you know, just, uh, what's a good word? Comfort us, you know. But they were saying the wrong things. Like, we don't know why God did this. Well, God didn't do that. It was the devil. And, and, you know, the Lord must be just teaching you something. God does not use the devil to teach his people. The Holy Spirit is the teacher of the church, not the devil. Let's try this side of the auditorium. The Holy Spirit is the teacher of the church, not the devil. Amen. So that, that was designed by Satan to distract us because we were believing that we were going to have a miracle, even though the medical doctor said it was impossible. But he's not final authority. Now, I wasn't arguing about his expertise. He was, as we were told, one of the top plastic surgeons in the state of Louisiana at that time. But we noticed when we walked in his office, he had Buddha statues. And when he said, I, when I told him God will restore my baby's fingers, he said, that's impossible. I said, with your God, yes, but not with my God. Yeah. Buddha can't do things like this, but El Shaddai can. Nothing's impossible with my God. Can you say amen? Yeah. But I didn't pay any attention to him. He didn't, he didn't have any effect on what I was believing. In fact, the last thing Kenneth Copeland said to me, 
before we took her to get her examined, he said, don't let anybody talk you out of what you're believing. He said, what are you believing? I said, God will restore my baby's finger. Then don't let anybody talk you out of it. And he was the one that encouraged me to take her to the doctor to have them properly examined and dressed because they were cut off at the first joint. You can't leave them exposed like that. And the first thing when we walked in that office, the first thing that was said after he examined them and I said, God will restore my baby's fingers. He said, impossible. And I thought of what Brother Copeland said. Don't let anybody talk you out of what you're believing. Don't let anybody talk you out of what you're believing. You know what I'm believing for 2024? Progression, advancement, promotion, highest expectations fulfilled, and nobody can talk me out of it. Nobody can talk me out of it. You beat me in the head with a baseball bat, and I'll get up and say, I'm progressing, advancing. (laughs) You're not going to talk me out of it, hallelujah. Not you, but anybody. I'm, I'm firm. I'm settled. My heart is fixed on this as Psalm 112 says. So the message translation says, with all this going for us, the promise of God, my dear, dear friends, stand your ground. The passion translation says, live your life with unshakable confidence. Live your life with unshakable confidence. How many of you are endeavoring to develop unshakable confidence? If you're not there yet, how do you get there? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word. Stay in the word. Keep feeding your spirit faith-filled messages. Amen. And you will develop an unshakable confidence. Hallelujah. So stay in faith. Remain focused on the promises of God. And don't allow anything in the world around you to distract you. Amen. Now, you've heard me share this scripture many times in the past but I I feel a need to remind you of it and how important it is regarding your expectations. So let's go to Psalm 62. Psalm 62. I love the word. Anybody else love the word? I never get tired of studying it. Now look at verse 5. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. My expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Now notice the connection there. When your expectations are from Him, you cannot be moved. When your expectations come from Him, then it's very hard for you to be, to be moved. Satan can't move you. Circumstances can't move you. Negative things happening around you can't move you. So I would say that the key to having expectations fulfilled is make God the source of them so that you're not just coming up with things presumptuously and just assuming things. You know, if you didn't get your expectation from him, then you have no basis or a foundation of it, uh, of it coming to pass. Now, you know, people walk around saying, well, you know, the Bible says we can have what we say. So I'm saying uh, I'm going to be a, a multimillionaire 
uh, before the end of 2024. Did you get that expectation from him? Or did you just come up with that yourself? Did God tell you that? Well, I'm going to own a, a multi-dollar, multi-million dollar business and all my debts will be paid off and I'll never have to work again. That's what I'm expecting in 2024. Did God tell you that? Amen. Then that's presumption and it didn't come from him and don't get upset at the end of 2024 that it didn't come to pass. If your expectation didn't come from him, he's not responsible for making what you thought he was going to do happen. Are you still here? My expectations are from him. Now, if my expectations are for him, that also means because he and his word are one and the same, my expectations come from the word. Amen. There, there's two ways that expectations come to me my intimate fellowship with Him and my intimate fellowship with His Word. Are you ready to unlock God's best in your life? Your moment of freedom has arrived. Introducing today's inspiring offer, the Progressing and Advancing Special Package by Jerry Savelle. This exclusive offer includes his brand new prophetic three-part audio series, 2024, the year of progressing, advancing, experiencing promotion, and seeing your highest expectations fulfilled. And his best-selling book, The Favor of God. It's time to bid farewell to restrictive, small-thinking beliefs and unleash your God-given capacity. In this package, Jerry reveals how to initiate bold steps of faith, identify common obstacles to progress, understand God's design for prosperity, and how God's favor changes everything. Visit jerrysavelle.org or call us immediately to secure your copy of the Progressing and Advancing Special Package. This is not just another offer. It's a divine calling to embrace what's rightfully yours in Christ. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today and watching our broadcast. It's been a blessing sharing the Word with you, and I trust you've been inspired, and I want to encourage you Follow the instructions that the Lord told me to give you so that you will experience in 2024 progression, advancement, and promotion, and your highest expectations being fulfilled. What were those instructions? Number one, stay in faith. Number two, remain focused on the promises of God. And number three, don't let anything in the world distract you. Just stay focused on God's Word, and God promises if you will follow these instructions, then you're going to have a fabulous 2024. Before we leave the air, let me just remind you of our special resource package, my message on 2024, progressing, advancing, experiencing promotion, and your highest expectations being fulfilled. These messages were preached at Heritage of Faith right here in Crowley, Texas, our church, and you will enjoy each and every message. And then right along with it, my book that we've offered many times in the past, but I believe it's a good time to offer it again, The Favor of God. This is a great revelation and have great insight into the things that the favor of God will produce in your life. If you've never read this book, I'm telling you, it is worth your while and worth the finances that you invest getting this book into your hands. Let me just encourage you to go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, or just look on the screen. All the ordering information is there. 
ready for you. Place your order right away and please join me again next week as we continue this study and believe that you are going to experience a wonderful, progressing, advancing, and promotions in 2024.